Good morning, everybody. We have a sharply higher trade in the grain markets here early on Tuesday morning following the Memorial Day holiday weekend. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. July corn futures up 11 and a half cents at 6.68 and a quarter. December corn is up 17 and a quarter at 5.62 and three quarters. July soybeans up 13 cents at 15.43 and a half. November soybeans are up 14 and three quarters at 13.87 and a half. July Chicago wheat up 15 and a half cents at 6.79. July Kansas City wheat up 14 and a quarter at 6.27 and a half. July spring wheat up 37 and three quarter cents at 7.65 and a quarter. Thank you for coming back and listening. If you are tuning in on the podcast, remember to leave me a review or a rating if you have not already. If you're watching on YouTube, guys, uh, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Make sure you hit that like button. Uh, I think I did hit that 2,000 subscriber mark, which was the goal. So thank you. Um, we'll shoot for 3,000 next, I suppose. And um, yeah, make sure you like these videos if you guys are watching consistently. It'll help YouTube to spread the content out a little bit. If you need some additional assistance from me, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. Go to that website, click on Grain Marketing Plan here in the upper right-hand corner for $49 a month. I offer a subscription service. It includes my morning email, which goes out every business day at 6.30 a.m. Central Time. That includes every overnight headline that you need to be aware of, all sorts of interesting charts, graphics, uh, weather maps, specifically this time of year. Um, there's a text message service that goes along with that, subscriber-only videos and content, uh, which I've been uh, sending out to subscribers almost every day of the week, um, any sort of consulting that you might need. This is a monthly subscription billed to your credit card. You can cancel it at absolutely any time. There is no other feed, no other obligation. Certainly check that out. To get into the headlines this morning, lots of talk about weather, and uh, that will be the case as we move forward here into the growing season. Um, western and central areas of the U.S. Corn Belt will be mostly dry over the next week. Um, in regard to temperatures, you're going to see uh, below normal temperatures for central and southern areas of the Corn Belt over the next few days. And then you're going to see some above normal temperatures hit almost all of the Corn Belt by the end of the week. Um, so if you look at the map here, in terms of rainfall, this is the next seven days, uh, what's expected. You look at some key corn growing areas, uh, the northern two-thirds of Illinois, most of Iowa, Minnesota, the Dakotas, Nebraska, down into Kansas. Very, very little rain here over the next week. The areas that will be wet include, uh, you know, the far southern, maybe third of Illinois, southern half of Indiana, um, most of Ohio, and then areas further south, um, you know, Delta areas, uh, Kentucky, Tennessee, those sort of places. So over the next week, really not much at all for, for central and western areas in particular. And I do think that the trade is becoming a little bit more concerned about dryness in, in say, the Dakotas um, in particular. Particular. And when you go out into the extended forecast, um, it's still kind of a mixed bag. Like uh, a lot of Illinois, as an example, still looks kind of dry when you get out into the extended forecast. Um, Iowa catches some rain toward the uh, in, in the two week period. Um, the Dakotas still kind of dry. South Dakota, in particular, maybe a little bit more relief in some areas of North Dakota. So maybe the trade becoming a little bit concerned about this dry weather here. I know it's early, but these markets are are elevated and they're going to be very very sensitive. Fund traders have been net sellers in the corn market for six consecutive weeks. The net long uh, that the funds held in the corn market peaked 
at 397,000 contracts in the week ending April 13th. Since then, the funds have reduced their net long by more than 128,000 contracts, according to CFTC. So the net long as of last Tuesday was still pretty big at 269,000, but they've been peeling off length every week for the last six weeks. Now that could change, of course, this week if this little rally uh, stays intact here. And it was estimated that funds bought some corn late last week, but uh, funds have, have gradually been kind of unloading some of the length in the corn market here over the last six weeks. U.S. spring wheat country will remain dry. Uh, you look at this spring wheat market up more than 35 cents here this morning. Um, you got some issues up there. USDA said last week that 82% of U.S. spring wheat areas are experiencing a drought. We got some relief in, in some areas recently, and there's a little bit in the extended forecast, really nothing over the next seven days. Now, the other thing is temperatures. Um, North Dakota is going to see temperatures in the 90s by Thursday or Friday this week. Combined with with um, a mostly dry forecast, it's really not a good thing for the spring wheat crop at all. So the market's certainly taking notice here. Traders continue to debate the size of Brazil's corn crop. Uh, private groups have been kind of in that like 95 to 100 million metric ton range. Uh, we saw one group with an estimate down around 91 uh, last week or two weeks ago. Both the U.S. and Brazilian governments may be forced to reduce their estimates in future reports if the private groups are closer to reality. Um, USDA has got the crop at 102, and they've got their WASDE report out next Thursday, I believe. And uh, CONAB was still 106.4, so a lot of people believe that both of those numbers uh, will come down. Crude oil traded its highest level since October of 2018 overnight. The spot month July WTI contract peaked at 68.42 per barrel, uh, just eclipsing its recent high by 50 cents or so. Uh, OPEC is likely to stick with its existing plan of gradually easing oil supply curbs. Um, so nothing new from OPEC, but that may be part of the driver because I think they just had that meeting here this morning. Um, also, the demand outlook for oil and for gasoline has improved. You know, I talked last week about how EIA reported that uh, implied gasoline demand had essentially returned to pre-COVID levels. We were back to like the seasonally the same type of level we saw in 2019 in regard to gasoline demand, which is your last, you know, pre-COVID benchmark year. So some better uh, uh, demand certainly on that side. The uh, cattle market, um, uh, nothing really exciting in this cash cattle trade. It's been stuck at 119 to 120. The box beef remains very, very strong. Uh, the feeder cattle market could have some issues again today with this higher corn market, which has been kind of an ongoing story. On uh, the outside markets, the stock market looks good. The S&P is up 22. The Dow's up 234, getting close to all-time highs in that S&P again. The uh, gold's up five bucks. Silver's up a little bit. We've got uh, the U.S. dollar trading lower this morning. Crude oil again sharply higher, up a dollar 91 in the July WTI 68.23 down just a little bit. If you guys need some more information from me, uh, you can shoot me an email, info at standardgrain.com. I will talk to you same time tomorrow morning.